0: What do you love about being outside and active?
1: I'm I'm sure I've spent more time outdoors than in. That just feels like home. Enjoy what you can do because you never know what is around the corner. Just being outdoors in the fresh air, it just clears my mind. Fully immersed in nature is what brings me the most joy.
0: Hello and welcome back to the first episode of the Outside and Active podcast in 2024 which features a man who has been in running every single day for almost 30 years. And alongside this momentous running effort, he's also written a book on fell running. So if you're looking for inspiration in January, then this is the podcast for you. One day, nearly 30 years ago, John made one decision, and that was to run every single day, no matter what obstacles are put in front of him. Come rain, shine, Christmas or injury, John gets out and runs. Nearly 30 years later, John says that running is just like walking for him. And in this episode, he tells me a bit more about the motivation that started this challenge. Also in this episode, John talks about his book, Lakeland Fell Running for Mortals, which is aimed at park runners and club runners who mainly focus on the roads but would like to run in the hills as well. And finally, John talks about his upcoming book, something you can find out more about in this episode. The link to John's book, Lakeland Fell Running for Mortals, is in this podcast description. So please do check it out after you've listened. And I'm kicking off 2024 by asking you for a quick favor. Please do share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy it just as much as you. Thank you very much. And let's head straight into this episode with John Myatt. John, thank you very much for joining me on the Outside and Active podcast. It's great to have you, and I'm looking forward to having a really interesting conversation about your relationship with running and how that's transpired from being a hobby to now something that's kind of part of career your career and More Mm -hmm. than a hobby, so I'm looking forward to getting into that. Um, But before that, we have an opening tradition on this podcast, and that is where I offer you a piece of advice that someone who's been a guest on the podcast previously has left. So your piece of advice comes from a a lovely woman called Caitlin Limmer, and to give you a bit of context around her, she's now a runner and a race director, and uh, she organises her own run club as well. But back in 2004, she was given 40 minutes to live. Uh, Well, her husband was told that she had 40 minutes to live had a miraculous turnaround um complications during birth miraculous turnaround and is now kind of still fighting on um and her piece of advice for you is to learn from her experience don't wait until your final 40 minutes to make the changes you need to make in life
1: which is quite hard hitting it is really yeah yeah i mean i i think i haven't waited um the trouble is you don't know when your final 40 minutes are going to be do you very true so yeah that's that's kind of the issue for everybody to remember i think it could be could be tomorrow couldn't it Absolutely. Yeah, so, um, you know it's uh, it's important that you people realize that um, well live for today really that's the, the message isn't it with no one
0: completely and that's what that's yeah. ex- exactly what she was talking about with that so that, that's the piece of advice and the other thing that i also asked to every single guest is what do you love about being outside and active
1: it, it's difficult to know where to start because what don't I love about being outdoor and active, I, I think um, all the research nowadays points to the fact that people are happier when they're outside um, and certainly I feel m- my happiest when when I'm outside, I live um, in Cumbria and I've lived in the Lake District for years and wherever, wherever I've lived in the world um, I've found places to get outside and run uh, mountains, um, green places deserts even um, and it doesn't matter where you are. That just that feeling of space, I think, is um, it just it, it just means that you can expand yourself. you not not you don't feel confined by the walls around you. Um, the light is crucial um, to um, the way that you feel, um, and it's just you, you, your well-being is is elevated by being. Um, in, a, in a natural environment, as natural as you can make it. I mean, it can be a park, it could be um, a strip of uh, grass by the side of your house, but um, as long as you're outside, you just you just feel better. Um, and the active side of it, um, uh, I, 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 I can't sit down. I don't know if anybody else is like me. I, get, I, I have restless leg syndrome. I twitch all the time. Um, you know, I feel like I have to be moving, um, and um, that the feeling of the activity side of it, that, the feeling of being able to move, and and um, I don't know. I've always been interested in in physiology, and my my background is I have a PhD in um, biochemistry. And my background has been in in physiology in the human body, and I've always been interested in how the body works, and um, um, you know, how how the body really is designed to to be a, a running machine. Um, you know, there's been lots of books written on that and, and the evolution in the human body. We are meant to move and we're meant to move um, not necessarily quickly, but for a long period of time, we're endurance, um, an endurance species designed to, you know, chase our food down um, all day if necessary. Yeah. And so that, I think it's, if you are outside and active, you're in tune with your evolution. You're in, tune, you're in tune with natural selection, you're in tune with the history of of humanity, really. Um, and so that's, for me, that's why outdoor and active is important.
0: It's clear to see your passion for that completely, that that comes yeah. through when you're talking about it. Has it always been that way? Has, you know, particularly running, but being athletic and sporty and health and fitness always been part of your life?
1: No, not at all. I mean, I used to, I mean, I'm going back a bit now. I used to play, when I was at school, I used to play football. Um the school I went to, that's all you played. Um, I think the the p, p teacher um, tried to make us do a couple of you know, games of cricket in the summer, but we just after half an hour, we just left and took a ball and went to play football. and and i I, I love that. I love the the athletic side of it. I love the running around and I love the I just, you know the feeling of um you forget yourself for a while, don't you when you when you're active. And I love that side of it. but I went through a, um a period of doing, I suppose absolutely nothing. Um I got um, bogged down in my studies at university. Um, I, and I, I just never and never really felt I, I never felt like an athlete. Uh, I and mean, I, I think really the problem was is I've never had a talent for any kind of coordinated sports okay. at all. Uh, I can't catch. Um, football, I was absolutely hopeless at. Um, and and so I never had any particular skills. And that, I think that put me off. And um, I, I, I discovered running um, in, I think it must have been 19, 1981, 1982. So going back a long, a long time. And I was, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was really, really down. I had, I had a um, a bad time of it. Various things had gone wrong with in my life. And I was... I was struggling mentally. I think these days it would have been recognised a lot more than than it, is, than it was then. Nobody nobody talked about it then. It was just well, he's, he's he just stays in all the time yep. and he's yeah he's a bit down. Um, and a friend of mine who said, why don't you go out? it was it, I think it was like a, the first running kind of boom during the um, kind of late seventies early eighties uh, when marathon running started to take off. And he, he said to me, why didn't you go out? Um, for a run you might feel better and I just looked at him I thought you must be joking Uh, and a few days later I did and I had no I had of course didn't have any um, running shoes or whatever I just had a care of a pair of um, uh, older Dunlop Green Flash trainers uh, and I must have found some shawl somewhere it was the middle of winter I was living in Manchester it was freezing cold I went for a run and I thought I was going to die and (laughs) As most people do. Some you people know, still I, I think I mean, that,
0: even if they've been running for years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. You, well, you, you shouldn't do. Um, and I've been inactive for five or six years, and um, it was. But the, the great thing about it, though, is that you, you quickly make progress from that level, and you can you can start to see those little achievements, and it it just kind of developed from there over over the years, um, and. I suppose my, my first, a few months later, I did my first race, which was a, which was foolishly a marathon, on very little training, um, and I got hooked on that. And I just, I suppose, just became a uh, not an obsessive runner, but I just became an I suppose addicted to um, exercise and the feeling that exercise gives you. And it developed from there, and uh, it 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 grew, it grew from there. And i and you get to a certain point when. Um, running defines you. you. Running is what you are, and you, know, you you become a runner. So when people describe you, they describe you as a runner. People look at me now. I, I, I was trying to think the other day where it was. Somebody said to me, "Are you a runner?" And um, it was just some some person I had met before. I said, "Yeah, I am." How, how what makes you say that? And she just she just said well, the way that you look, <laughs> and I get I can see that now in in people. I can spot you can spot runners. Um, not all runners, but you can spot a certain kind of runner. You know, kind of a little lean and a bit worn out. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it does. After a while, it does define you, and it's become um, important. It became important in terms of my social life. That's what I did. I went running. I joined running clubs, um, and that was my um, way of passing time. Um, and it's um, and now it's what I am.
0: Well, I was going to say I was coming on to that because you, you're talking about sort of the the early 1980s of getting into running and finding running, and like you said, a lot of people um, be able to relate to the idea of becoming a runner, uh, whatever that yeah. is. But then yeah. you get to what is it, 1994, and there's a bit of a yeah. well, I put it in your words, but a change in your relationship to running where it becomes more of a constant. Yeah. Let's say,
1: yeah. I've always, I've always been. Uh, do, do you know Ron Hill? Have you heard of Ron Hill? Uh, tell me more. Well, he might. He, I mean, he's a legend. He's, he's a running legend. He, um, he was. I suppose he was. He was running in the 1970s predominantly. He's probably still got one of the fastest marathon times, uh, male marathon times for a British runner. Um, he was the first, I think, one of the first British runners to go under 210, uh, 210 for a marathon, and his his big thing. Well, he, he was um, he was famous for running every day, and um, he he has the world record for um, street running, and it was over it was over 52 years, and wow. um, he he was uh, he was uh, he was born in near Manchester, he was born, I think it was Accrington, so near Manchester, and he used to run. Um, all over the place. He used to do a lot of running in that area, and I'm I'm from Manchester. And um, Ron Hill was, is a bit. It, it was just a, a kind of a, a famous figure during the 1960s, 70s, 80s. And he his big thing was running every day, and he, he set loads, he set world records and everything. And I I kind of dabbled with that for a while. I Thought, oh yeah, you know, I can see there's something in the, in this running every day business. He he ran twice a day. Um, he was completely bonkers, um, and uh, but the, what what shifted me over to it was, I was um, I was living overseas at the time. I was living in Hong Kong, and I, I used to get home from work. I I was a teacher. I used to get home from work, and like everybody, um, I had really good intentions of going out for a run. Uh, you know, I'm going to do some exercise, and yeah. I, I had a race planned, and I had a schedule. And you know what it's like. You get home, <clears throat> and you've had a hard day or what you think is a hard day. And um, you put the kettle on, and you have something to eat, and the thoughts of going for a run just seem to dissipate as soon as you sit down. And I just got fed up with that kind of uh, procrastination. Um, Should I go for a run, or shouldn't I go for a run? And it just got on my nerves. I used to go about five times a week, and I used to spend quite a number of, I suppose, minutes, or even hours in that week, thinking about whether I was going to go for a run rather than actually just going for a run. And it just kind of got on my nerves. And I I remember being in a a hotel room in Kuala Lumpur uh, and I hadn't been for a run that day and I was flying back to Hong Kong. And um, I thought, well, if I don't... And it was... I didn't even know what time it was. It was probably about five o'clock in the morning. I thought, if I don't go for a run now, I'm not going to go for a run today because I'm going to get on a plane, um, I'm going to have a couple of beers, and I'm going to get back, and I'm not going to feel like running. And I I, I thought to myself, well, why don't you just make the decision to run every day and have done with it? And then you've made that decision. You've made it once, and you don't have to make it again. And that was it. I decided um, it was 1st of April, 1994, I'm going to run every day for the rest of my life. And um, I've never had to make that decision again.
0: There's a slight funniness in it being April first as well, April Fool's Day. I it, quite. It, like. you know,
1: it wasn't it wasn't planned. They just, I just <laughs> when I look back, I thought, why was it April the first? You know, there's a kind of I- I- irony in that, isn't it? Yeah, but that's the way it was.
0: So that time in Kuala Lumpur has ne- has kicked off a, a a tradition. I say a kind of um a, a, something that you stick to every single day, and it's coming up to thirty years of running every day and. Uh, of course, I imagine people listening will have questions completely about that, and I'm going to try and tackle a few of them. The first one you've, you've answered why to make sure that you know you take that question that you have every yeah. other day or every day out. You just have you've you've done it once. You've uh, you've made that decision. Yeah. I'm going to run every day. Um, one of the more logistical questions is how far are you running? How long are you running for? Does it change or is it consistent?
1: Uh, it's, it changes. Uh, if you follow the um, international um, running streak o- organisation in the states, they set a, a minimum of a mile, okay. which I think's pretty poor.
0: Yeah, really. That's just, You know, if you I think agree. about if
1: you think about that, I think. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Um, you know, kind of uh, dissing it too much, but I think uh, a mile is fairly straightforward. I try to. I, tr- I have tried over the 30 years to do a minimum of four miles um, each day. Um, I have dipped under that with um, situations of kind of severe, in- fairly severe injuries. Yeah, uh, I that can imagine. Of sort of, um, but I, I th- these days, I used to average probably um, around um, 60 60 miles a week, um, and going up more than that when I was training for events like ultramarathons and so forth. These days, um, I tend to average around 40 miles a week. Um, and so I, you know, I'll do some longer ones and I'll do some shorter ones. Um, and it, it's kind of difficult, really, because it, it depends on where you live and the type of running you do. So, um, you know, I can, if you go out and do um, a really hard, Five k, um, it's just as you know kind of exhilarating and just as good for you and just as rewarding as going out and maybe running more slowly for a for an hour, an hour and a half. So it you know the actual I suppose that actual distance thing doesn't really matter and and also where where I live now surrounded by mountains, um, you know if I go out, I can go out for an hour and I've probably only covered um, maybe four or five miles because I'm doing a lot of climbing, yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas years ago, I would be doing that distance within thirty minutes. So the whole thing in terms of time, intensity, distance, um, it kind of varies. But I I tend to uh, think of four miles as being my my kind of bottom line, if you like.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was doing some quick maths in terms of looking here and going, okay. Let's say you said forty miles a week, sixty miles a week, yeah. averaging fifty miles a week. That's looking at sort of two thousand six hundred miles a year, just over four thousand yeah. kilometers. You know, sort of four thousand two hundred kilometers, which is a which is a which is a
1: long way. I, I mean, have been around the world three times in in those thirty years. Is that what it is? That's around that. Yeah, it's, I mean, compared with you know a lot of runners yeah. who you know ultra runners, it's not probably that, they, they may not run every day, but they're running. You know kind of longer distances but yeah i've been i've been around the around the equator probably about three times wow um so it's uh it is a, it is a long way and, I, a and the other thing that i've not really counted is how how high i've gone
0: oh true
1: yes so if i'm looking if you add up all the, 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 all the ascents I don't know. Probably not high, but I may be. I may be in space now.
0: <laughs> there's some great quiz <laughs> questions in there, that's for sure. Yeah, that's um, right, yeah. and, and yeah. to use a running analogy, there's going to be some hurdles in the way of achieving this. And continuing well, it's to funny this. you
1: should use hurdles, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm just have, I've got in front of me a the, the, um, a book I'm trying to get finished off, which is called How to Run Every Day for the Rest of Your Life. And um, in that, I've got um, 40 hurdles, <laughs> in which I'll call call them hurdles uh, to. Get over, if you like, and 40 hir- hurdles that I've had to um, cope with um, over, those, uh, over those 30 years. So I'm glad, to, I'm glad you used the word hurdles, exactly the word I've used.
0: Well, obviously, uh, that, that, that book's in writing at the moment, and people are up to dive in and read specifics of, of those 40. But just to cover a couple, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a split here of mental and also physical hurdles that you to be yeah. taking. You mentioned it a couple of minutes ago, the injury. Is something that if anyone has been running for a significant yeah. period of time, then know that whether yeah, you, yeah. no matter what distance or what speed, injuries will become yeah. a factor and you'll have to yeah. take some time out. For you, that's not really something that you can do.
1: Yeah. No, I suppose, um, yeah, it depends on how you define time out. Um, I mean, so I, I, I think that because I've been running for so long um, and my body's so used to running. Um, running is almost like walking, if you like. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm so. I, it doesn't going for a run is like probably somebody who doesn't run going for a, a stroll. And so if I if I down if I don't go fast, if I uh, decide to uh, do a slow run or a shot, it I can I can manage that with with most injuries. Well, with all the injuries I've had, um, but I've had I've had some tricky ones that I've been I, I have suffered. Uh, and um, you know, would I recommend that other people do it? I, I don't think it does me any harm. Um, I don't think it slows down recovery, um, and I probably it probably probably in some cases speeds it up. What's an um, example?
0: Because you're really thinking knees, ankles, things like that, back. Yeah, maybe, no. Hips. I think
1: for me the worst the worst one the, the ones that still make me uh, grimace. I think uh, hamstring um, tears, grade two hamstring tears. Um, and they're they're just they're really painful to run with. They're, re- they're a real struggle
0: because you're not meant uh, to.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. You're not meant to. I, I think if I mean I, I mean I, you know I, I suppose what I try and envisage what it's like on the inside of the muscle that I've torn, and it's a bit like um, kind of a, a superficial scar on your skin. And so what you're trying to do really is to it it it, it kind of um, welds together. And you, what you what you want to do. Is when you're running is not to pull it apart again. So if you can imagine some kind of cut on your skin that has that kind of healed, um, what you don't want to do is to uh, move it um, uh, too much so that it actually ru- ruptures again. So you're kind of managing it all the time. You learn to you learn to manage it, but it's the pain. It's painful. It is painful. Uh, but I think keeping the blood flowing. I mean, it. You know, you, you what you're doing. You you're flushing out the toxins. You're delivering um you know kind of the nutrients and the amino acids and everything that you need to rebuild the tissue and you're doing that if you're running um you know you're kind of helping it and you're bringing in hormones and so forth so i think you're actually probably not harming the recovery process as long as you manage it and that's what you have to do and
0: i think you're quite right what you said before your body adapts to, to to what you're doing and i think what else will have to adapt is not only your life to what your chal this this let's call it a challenge but the people around you family and friends because to to run every day you're running at Christmas, New Year's, yeah, yeah, yeah. birthdays, yeah. events, things like that, holidays. Yeah. How do you sort of manage that in? I suppose after yeah. a period of time that becomes more like second nature now, but maybe towards the beginning of this.
1: Yeah. Well I think it's good really because you that people after a while, people know that you are going to go for a run. And it's not like you know if you if you got a busy day and you you know if you if you kind of got a family life and you got children around, uh, very often people will frown upon you. I'm going for a run now. Um, you know you look after uh, look you look after the family. I'm going for a run now. But if if they know that you run every day, they've kind of built into it. They they bought into it with you because they know how they know you're going to do it. And the, one of the great things is is finding ways of doing it when it's fairly difficult to do so. Uh, and and there's so, a kind of fresh it,
0: nature to it, as almost. It, kind it of does, like, yeah, you know,
1: challenge, challenge yeah. it's a challenge. So I did that, you know, he, when the children, the children have grown up and gone now, but I used to do a lot of taking them to, um, you know, kind of activities, um, and instead of waiting around or coming home, I would go for a run while, while they were there. Or I, I, I often run places to meet people. So I don't get in the car, I run. And, you know, you, you can, there's loads and loads of ways of saving time loads um, of ways of being efficient you know and uh, you get up early before anybody else is up and you go for a run then um, and so there's there's always a way people always say well, one question it's a funny question they ask me when I say oh, I'll run every day and then, when you say that to people they they don't really take it in they think oh, he's he runs every day well what does he mean and, and then when you explain to them well actually I, I do run every day and they say well even on Christmas Day, and I, and I always, I'm always surprised at that question. Christmas Day is the easiest day to run. No, you're not. Most most people are not at work. So why is that difficult? You know, it's you're off, you're on holiday. That's a good point. That's that's an easy day. I mean, you know, you should ask me about when I was working, um, kind of full time as a, a kind of a, a school administrator, and I had loads and loads and loads of. Uh, planning to do yeah. how did I run then that was when it was hard not not Christmas day you know it's, it's funny how, how people think about it really interesting
0: yeah I mean there are a couple of the physical and logistical issues and hurdles that we've spoken about but obviously um before we start moving on to 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 the books um is there the mental side of this I mean like we've said it becomes something that's normal and part of your every day but is this something that is like waking up and brushing your teeth or are there days that you do wake up in the morning and go or oh, is it, it you know if this is tough,
1: um, I think the toughest the toughest co- are, are when you're injured, if you have an injury or if you're ill, if you're ill is difficult. Illnesses, um, I mean, I've, you know, I'm fair, I'm fairly lucky, I have been fairly lucky. I, I, I managed to avoid COVID until um, middle of this year in July, and um, I caught when I, I caught COVID, and I thought, oh, this is just going to be. You know a bit like flu or whatever and something i can run through but it was it was pretty bad it wasn't i wasn't you know kind of um uh you know uh, close to being hospitalized or anything like that but mm. it was a real it was a real struggle and and it was it was hard it's hard to get out of bed if you if you got an illness that probably uh, means that you're going to stay in bed for, for three or four days it's hard in that day to get up and and um, motivate yourself to go out. Um, and I think the way the way I do that is to think, well, um, it's yeah, it's not that hard, really, is it? I mean, you just got to get up, and you always feel better once you've done it. I've never been for a run. I mean, I think this is what I always say to: no matter how no no matter how much you don't want to run, you always feel better for having run. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. No, I've never met anybody who disagrees with that. And so you know, see the old the old saying is you know the first step is the hardest. It is it's, it's stepping out of that door. Once you've crossed that threshold and you start, you you're fine, and it and you've got to you got to hold that in your mind all the time in terms of motivation. You've got to say to yourself, well, I'm going to feel better at the end of this it than is, I do at the start.
0: The, those there's a few words there that that strike me that people I think be interested to hear your general views on is. Discipline, motivation, and accountability—they're three things that really strike me that you have to have to be able to. Like your 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 situation is taking it, <laughs> to the extreme of running every yeah. day. But those people that you know—we're getting towards January. It's dark outside. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah. You know it, yeah. that motivation, that, that discipline. Yeah. I think is really important. Where does that have to come from?
1: I, I think you have just well. I think once you've made—I mean, once you've made a decision that you're going to run every day, mm. or Cycle every day, or walk every day, or swim. Every day. And once you make that decision, you're then looking for ways to do it. It's not, should I do it? Am I going to do it? So it becomes a different challenge. And I think when, when it's it, it's kind of um, looking for those, or almost putting yourself into those situations where you're having like a micro adventure because you it, you it might be dark, it might be the the the, the, the worst the weather is almost the better it is because you, you know, you can, you, you, you feel a greater sense of achievement at the end of it. And it's fun when you're out in it. I mean, it, I agree. Also, yeah. when, when the weather's really bad, you look at it and you say, you, you should say to yourself, wow, look at that. It looks awful. I'm going to go out in that. <laughs> you know, and that's the way it is, isn't it really? Because it, it's, it's the type of thing that you remember. It's about, you know, you know, people are generating, creating memories and so forth. So if, if it's bad outside, then it's it's you almost feel better, not not only at the end of it, but while you're doing it, it's more fun. Um, so yeah, bring on the rain, bring on the wind, bring on the snow, um, because that makes it into more of an adventure. I then love it, that mindset. You know, it's kind of it's actually been too people. It's actually been too comfortable, hasn't it? You know, I think there's too much comfort around. it. you want to get rid of that.
0: Get comfortable being uncomfortable. I like yeah, that. I like that. Mean. Um, You touched on the book that's in writing in front of you that's upcoming, uh, but I'd also love to chat about and ask you about the um, Lakeland Fell running for mortals. Yeah. Why did you write this book specifically?
1: Um, Because a a number of reasons, really. I, I, because of where, I suppose where I lived, Mm -hmm. I live in in the Lake District and it coincided with um, COVID and lockdowns and I could, you could see um, from where from where I lived, I could see more and more people wanting to get out into open spaces and and get onto the get onto the fells, and I and a lot a lot of people didn't know really where to start um, in that, and it, and, I, and I know that sometimes kind of running in the mountains can can seem quite intimidating. I, I um, where I lived is there's, there's a kind of a group of there are the fell runners. There is a kind of a, um, a tribe of fell runners who, who are kind of um, almost like mountain goats, and people look upon those as like a different species and don't believe that they can be be like them. So these people can go just go out onto the fells and go running and uh, they can be there for hours and so forth. They seem to know where to go instinctively. And a lot of your average runners, your park runners, and um, the club I'm a member of is, is called Eden Runners and they're based in Penrith, which is uh, a town rather than, you know, being a village in the, in, in the lakes. And a lot of people I could tell really wanted to get into the mountains, get onto the fells. And it, it's quite hard to know where to start It's making that kind of making those first steps again so i uh, what, what i um wanted to do was to was just to produce uh, a number of runs that were fairly low-key uh in terms of uh fell running so they would be maybe be, um take people between an hour and an hour and a half to complete uh, they'd be relatively safe because not, you're not going very far. You're sticking close to uh, rows and so forth. And I would be describing routes um, in enough detail to allow people to feel safe and, and just giving people um, routes that they can feel confident on and comfortable with. And uh, within the book as well, I've got um, several uh, runs that I would call entry-level runs. So um, low fells, um, easy to... Relatively, it's all relative, isn't it? Relative, relative, relatively easy to run. Yeah. And and these things are not meant to be um, major, major um, kind of challenges and uh, epic e- epic events. Uh, they're just um, uh, ways in which people can get onto the fells and enjoy the fells as much as they knew that they wanted to and some, somehow some in, in some ways didn't really know how to do it.
0: Just taking a step back slightly, because a lot of people that have been running for years will or may know what fell running is or what a fell is. Yeah. But for those that are maybe new to it or haven't heard of this before, what is yeah. what is a fell and what is fell running? A fell
1: is a, a fell is Norwegian for mountain. Um, and so it's that's it. I mean, it's still used today. I think is um, we would spell it F J E L L a fell. It's just a mountain, so it's mountain. It's mountain running, really. But the, the concept behind it, I mean, a lot of people do, uh, maybe do trail runs yeah. at these. Days. But the concept behind it is that you've um, uh, the land that you've got in, say, national parks and a lot of other places is o- open access land. So um, after the um, the um, right right to roam act, I think it was in two thousand and four. Um, might be wrong with the dates, um, They you are allowed on on the open-access land to go anywhere. You don't have to stick to paths. And so fell running really is running that doesn't, necess- doesn't necessarily go over paths. It can do and they do do. Lots of fell races organized by uh, the Fell Running Association do go over, and do do stick to trails and things like that, but you don't have to. So once you're through the fell gate, once you're onto the open-access land, um, you can kind of run anywhere, in, in, in and and that really, I suppose, sets it apart from um, mountain running you, that you might do in a trail race, where you are on a marked course, on a bridle way, and you're following a kind of a set route. So in, in a fell race, um, you know, you you have a checkpoint at the top of the fell, and you get there <laughs> how you however which way. Get back how you want, and uh, there might be some guidance into. Um, into the finish line with tapes or whatever, but basically um, there's no set route, and I suppose that's that's the kind of the essence behind behind trail running.
0: Because most people will get into running if they think right, okay, New Year, or I've seen a friend doing get into running. They're going to start with park run, or they're going to start yeah. with road running, obviously depending on geography, because they might think it's safer, it's easier, and navigation, and you know, just I'm going to get into it. Um, what are the main differences? Like, is it more difficult, um, or yeah. it actually, can it be a, another pathway into running for people?
1: It, it is another pathway into running for people. I think that, that it becomes difficult if people um, if people lose their way. Um, it, I suppose if you've got a safe if you got a safe route, um, and by by a safe route, uh, I I think I mean one. or For me, it means one that no matter where you went from the that route you'd be fairly fairly quickly down to a, a road or a settlement mm. so you're not going to be uh, like some places you might be in scotland or whatever where you could be miles and miles away from anywhere anywhere and you could easily get lost uh, see if you're on a, if you're doing a fairly uh, short run close to kind of roads and close to villages you're going to be okay. The the uh, and it's not dangerous. The, the biggest the biggest issue is and the biggest issue is the weather. Always, isn't it? I mean, it, um, and you you have got to watch that. You've got to be a little bit more wary about that. And you've got to take the gear to to cover yourself for that. Um, but it's it's no hard in terms of the actual running. It's no harder. Um, and, it's, I mean, and if you've got hills, you just go more slowly. That's all.
0: And I suppose one of the other things is that if I've got my brand new uh, insert brand name here road running shoes, they're probably not going to be the most adapt for. So that certain clothing elements and preparing for the yeah. preparing for yeah. the yeah. elements themselves, yeah. I suppose, is important.
1: Yeah, and and in in my book and in other books on uh, trail and fell running, there there are sections which describe that, exactly that what you need um, to um, to go out onto the fells. It's different. Uh, you do need more gear, um, and you do need to um, carry more stuff just in case you have to walk, and it's cold. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, and your shoes are going to be different. I mean, um, uh, trail trail and fell shoes you can often pick them up for uh, lower prices than, than road shoes. Yeah. And um, you know, you you're better off having a, a range of shoes. Really, I think it's better for you better for you your joints have a range of shoes and you know the great thing for me about running on on, on uh, fells on mountains soft surfaces you know it's kind of the impacts are lower um and it feel it feels better and also um you're not you're not suffering the same gait all the time the, the worst for me the worst kind of running is when you if you live in a town and it's flat because everything you do is identical isn't
0: it Yeah, same pressure points yeah. and same yeah. things like that yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you're putting you've got the same forces, exactly the same uh, points in your, all your joints. Whereas, if you're running on, if you're running outside on the fells, it's a complete mixture. You you're twisting, you are, you know, you are kind of um, uh, you're moving up and down. It, it's, it's, it it doesn't put the same force on the on the joints um, all of, all, of, you know, constantly, and also. Um, it's good for your balance. It, um, it's good for your core. You've got all, all kinds of advantages to it. Um, I think you—you you probably. I think it does take a little bit of time to maybe build up uh, strength in things like your ankles. People might twist ankles and things like that, um, which you wouldn't do on the road, uh, perhaps. Um, so there are different. There are different kind of issues, but um, it's, not, it's it, I mean, What I'm trying to do is kind of get rid of that. The, the kind of the, the, the myth surrounding
0: it, really. Yeah, that barrier to entry. Because I suppose yeah. with the book, you're you're appealing to three audiences, well, at least three audiences, people that haven't run before and want to get into running. This is another avenue. You're appealing yeah. to people that maybe have started running, that are, like I said, road runners or park runners. And you're appealing to people... That also are oh, you know are oh, fell runners or particularly go out on that uh, in that type of running, but want to try something different or want to learn yeah. more and find new places to go. Well,
1: or they're going to you're going to a new location on holiday and you have you haven't got time to do the research yourself, so somebody's done it for you, and uh, you know you got places to go and um, you know so just make just make it easier. I mean, I, I just I, you know I suppose it's I just want people to run. Um, and and I, I never, I never say this. I never kind of try and encourage people. I never say, "Oh, you should," because I think it can put people off. But I, I try just through, through examples and and giving people, you know, kind of guidance. I just want them to get outside, and and enjoy running. Really, that's all. That's what I want people to do because it's given me so much. Um, and it's been it is so, it is so enjoyable to be out. The freedom is just so enjoyable. Um, you can't you can't whack it no matter what no matter what the day's like. Whether it's a beautiful day in summer or a, a foul day in winter, um, you can't you can't beat that feeling of of running. And it can be on the streets for me. You know, you can do you can have a good run on the streets. You can mix it up a bit. And running on the fells gives you a, gives you more variety. Gives you more. Another another kind of um, uh, set of um, places to go, environments, new scenery and so forth, a new way of running. Uh, so it gives you that, it mixes it up a bit for you and, and, and stops you getting stale, make, um, makes it less boring.
0: This might be a tough one for you to answer, but there's over 70 of these routes and locations. Is there one that's close to your heart?
1: Um you know, I, it's, it, it's quite hard. It's quite hard to say that because it, it varies so much. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I suppose um, th- th- there's, a, there's a certain near near all's, wa- near all's water, uh, and There is um, a group of fells which uh, Askham Fell, um and I love that because it's kind of rolling hills. I, I think it's because of my age. I'm getting and there's a few there's a few like that. I'm getting to a point now where um, I like the rolling hills more than the really steep inclines, and so the ones uh, by Oldswald, so the rolling the ro- those rolling fells, and there's a, an absolutely superb descent. Is kind of an over a mile down the down a fell on a runnable um kind of third uh, gradient so you can you can break your mile record for that one if you if you want to <laughs>
0: roll it um, roll down
1: it all, all down all downhill um but um no I, I mean they, they're they're all yeah they're, there isn't just what it varies it yeah. varies um,
0: you've out well you've outlined one of them and uh, like i said there's so many of them in the book uh, where can people go to find out more uh, and explore through the book
1: well, where can you buy the book?
0: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, Amazon. I mean, I mean, that's I mean, unfortunately, well, I suppose, unfortunately, for um, your local um, independent shops, and it's in, it's in all the shops in the Lake District, it's in um, uh, uh, Waterstones as well. Um, not all of them, it was, it was, I think it was in Newcastle, it was in so I think it was in the northern Waterstones, uh, certainly in Carlisle. But unfortunately, the, the you know, the cheapest option it is um, Anderson. Anderson, it un- the undercuts everybody yeah
0: you and know it's, it's yeah and it's especially it's for accessibility kind of, yeah
1: yeah. Uh, yeah you can get it the next day can't you
0: well, that link. Yes. The link, like I said, if you're if you're around the Lake District and uh, and you fancy picking up book, it, then it's it's a, in those locations. But uh, I will also put the link to the book, the Amazon link, in the pro, uh, the podcast description as well. Yeah. Um. John, thank you so much. You've you've offered a lot of advice, and also it's very interesting hearing about your relationship with running and how it became yeah. what it is today of running every single day. Um. There's only one thing. need from you left and i the at the beginning of the podcast offered you a piece of advice from caitlin now is your opportunity to leave a piece of advice for not only the listeners but for someone coming onto the podcast as a guest in the near future
1: yeah well i'm not going to advise people to to run every day but (laughs) unless you really want to but i think the the advice really is to uh, is to set yourself kind of targets so it could be I am going to run. Um, I mean, this is, just, this is just kind of practical advice, really, uh, in terms of how to maintain uh, an active life, and it, it's kind of setting yourself targets. So, I'm I am not necessarily going to do run every day, but I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something active every day, and it could be running, it could be cycling, it could be weights, it could be um, you know, spin a spin class, or uh, my goal is I'm going to do five. Five days in a week, I'm going to do something. So it's about it's about um, staying active, and uh, and and don't be put off by anything around you. Just do it, and don't be put off by your age as well, because you want this is something that you want to do, not just today, but for you, for the rest of your life.
0: That's great. I look forward to passing that along, John. Thank you so much.
1: Right, thanks, Tom. Enjoyed it.
0: Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Outside and Active podcast in 2024 featuring my guest, John Myatt. John, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast and telling us about your books and, and, and also the incredible running streak that you've been doing for almost 30 years. I hope that you listening found some inspiration from that and can work it into whatever your New Year's resolutions or aims are. We'll be back with another episode of the podcast. And like I said at the beginning, please do share this with anyone, a family member, a friend, a colleague, who you think would enjoy it or value from it just as much as you have. I'll be back very soon. And until that time, enjoy the outdoors.